Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a stupid joke. Why didn't the toilet paper cross the road? I don't know. It got stuck in a crack. Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay, and I have some embarrassing moments. The first half are uh, embarrassing doctor appointments, and the next are just embarrassing things. Okay. First one, surgeon here was doing varicose vein surgery on a very posh middle-aged lady. Very cut-class accent. There was an aesthetic that we used that sometimes in, induced some hallucinations, either going under or coming out of the anesthesia, and heard some funny things. Anyway, this lady was in recovery, just coming out of the anesthetic. The team were around waiting for her to wake up and gag a little on the tube in her throat for breathing. So we knew it was time to remove it. She gagged, and we removed the tube. She smacked her lips and said loudly in her incredible accent, That's the best bit of cock I've had in years. (laughs) The whole recovery room (laughs) fell about laughing. Luckily, she didn't remember it. Oh, my God. She would die. (laughs) She would die. Yes. (laughs) Next one was at a urologist in a hospital, and there were a couple of power cuts. Lights dipped out, generators kicked in. As he's finishing the examination, mid-sentence, the light goes out again. He gets up and walks out to check things, to check on things. Fifteen minutes later, I'm still sat in the bed with my old chap out and my pants around my ankles. A nurse walks past the open door and does one of the comedy double takes. Do you, do you have an appointment? Turns out the doc had actually finished the exam and returned to the ward some 15 minutes ago. (laughs) To the nurse, I was just some guy who'd walked in, pulled his pants down, left the door open. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't have said, okay, we're done here. Just let the poor guy sit in there. I'll tell you what, if I had a doctor's appointment and I was naked from the waist down and he just walked out the door and left it open, well, that's I a, would be one pissed off bitch. Well, that's a dude. Like, they don't give a shit usually. It doesn't matter if it's I a know. dude or not. I know. But you don't do that. No. <laughs> Especially with the lights going on and off. That's just... <laughs> uh, next one, patient. Doctor, I slipped in the grocery store and really hurt myself. Me, where did you get hurt? Patient, aisle six. Oh my gosh. That's a joke. Is it? You think it is? I hope so. Holy shit. I hope Yes, it's got to be a joke. Oh. <laughs> uh, while in dental school, my friend pulled out several bombed out, technical term, teeth on an adult male. After the procedure was finished and post-op instructions were given, the man asked, so when should I expect my new teeth to grow in? Oh my he gosh. was serious. Oh, my gosh. Uh. Uh, next one. I'm an anesthesia student currently doing my clinical rotations, and I had an old guy wake up 
And the first thing he asked was, do I still have my balls? I told him, yep, both of them. He said, both? Aw, you guys are great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) I asked a patient complaining of dizziness if she had ever been diagnosed with vertigo. Her daughter chimed in and said, no, no, she's a Libra. I then laughed hysterically at her awesome joke. She was dead serious. Oh, my gosh. What the fuck? I know. Uh, I hadn't seen my doctor in over a year, and he met me outside the examination room before I went in. He spread his arms, and I was a little surprised, but started to move in for a hug before he stepped back a little and made the clearer indication that he was just politely gesturing me to enter the room before him. Embarrassed, I put my head down and marched into the room. (laughs) Well, don't hold your arms out. I mean... (laughs) That's like a universal thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one, I was having a lump on my balls checked. I described the lump to the doctor and he went about trying to locate it himself. I was lying down at this stage, staring at the ceiling. After about a minute of him fumbling, he admitted defeat and asked me to find it. So I sat up, started to jumble them around in my hands. I was hunched over And he wasn't more than a foot away, just intently staring at my balls, when suddenly a gust of wind blew the door wide open. Just then, a nurse walked past the door. That was awkward eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine. (laughs) And, you know, it's, like, very innocent. You know, the doctor's just, like, waiting for him. (laughs) that would be one of them things that would be another double take moment yes (laughs) Uh, it was before i got into medical school i was volunteering in the er i walked in one night and a tech was scrubbing a guy with road rash down his arm body and his leg looked really painful and i asked the patient what happened he said, I was on my Harley and I was being chased by the cops. I went around a corner, hit some gravel and laid my bike down. I noticed the man's wife in the corner of the room roll her eyes. How does that story sound? He asked. I said, sounds great. But what really happened? He said, I was on my scooter going downhill and I fell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> okay, those were the doctor ones. Now these are just... Regular embarrassing things. Uh, I accidentally mixed up an inside joke with the wrong friend group with disastrous results. Friend group number one, the joke, was when someone calls and asks who, who's all there, we would add Daryl to the list of names. Daryl wasn't a real person. The joke wasn't really funny and made no sense out of context, but I guess that's why it was an inside joke. Friend group number two... I was hanging out, playing uh, some drinking games with a bunch of people that I hadn't hung out with in a while. It was kind of a get-together to remember a friend that they had that had recently died in a car accident. I didn't know him that well, but I was always down to party. Anyway, the phone rings, and the person who answered it started listing off names, sorting my cards for another round of presidents and assholes. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I offhandedly said, huh, and Daryl. It was a typical record scratch moment where everyone stopped and looked at me. 
Daryl was the name of the friend who just died. I knew that was going. <laughs> this happened in 2002. I still think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I probably would, too. <laughs> that is horrible. Oh, my gosh. And, like, again, so innocent. Uh, next one, I went to Dairy Queen with my daughter. She brought along her kitten. The cute girl at the walk-up window asked my daughter what the kitten's name was. Princess was the response. Smiling and feebly attempting to make conversation, I said, today, to indicate that my daughter changed the cat's name frequently. So, like, today it's princess. Yeah. I got a dirty look, and the girl left the window to go make whatever cold treat we had ordered. It wasn't until later on the walk home, I realized she thought I was telling her to hurry the hell up and make my order. Oh. (laughs) Still haunts me years later for some reason. (laughs) Today, please. A couple years ago, I was at a drive-up window at my bank. When the transaction was finished, I started to raise my hand to wave goodbye to the teller, but instead of waving, I started to flip him off. (laughs) It happened completely subconsciously. (laughs) I don't think I was able to stop it in time because he had a shocked look on his face. (laughs) I eventually apologized, but I still feel horrible shame over it. Every time I see him, the shame comes back. Plus, I now have a crush on him. Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's no good. Do you remember that time I flipped you off? I didn't mean to. <laughs> I just randomly flip everyone off sometimes. <laughs> uh, next one, when I walked down the aisle at my wedding, I was so nervous and focused on not tripping that I did not acknowledge my dad. I didn't realize it until I saw the video my aunt had made for me. You can see my dad lean in to give me a kiss on the cheek, but I just keep walking. <laughs> He kind, he kind of shrugs and then goes to sit down. <laughs> it's been 18 years and this still flashes through my head when I'm trying to fall asleep. Aww. Also, that time I was trying to get trying to get to the school bus and the sidewalk was icy. So I slipped really hard on my butt. The kids on the bus laughed at me. So I chose to sat there with my head down, wishing I could disappear while the, but the bus just drove away. I walked uh, walked a mile home. Yes. In the snow, uphill both ways. <laughs> and this is my last one. I was in fourth grade and it was Valentine's Day. I was the new kid in school and this one boy had been picking on me all year. My 10-year-old self was a very non-confrontational person, so I wrote a paragraph on the back of his, of his nerd's Valentine explaining that I don't like it when he's mean to me and I don't understand why he has to be. He couldn't read my handwriting and brought it to the teacher who made me read it aloud to both of them. I think about that day every day of my life. He even ended up finding me online and contacting me to apologize a few years ago. But all I can think of is the cringe. (laughs) (laughs) Those are mine for the beginning. All right. I'm just finishing up my stories that I started last week. The uh, Home Alone stories. When I was seven and home alone, two people tried to get into my house. They kept knocking and telling me to get my mommy, which seemed okay enough, but then they kept hitting the door and trying to open it. Seven-year-old me kept the door locked, and by the time they tried to go to the back door, I had run and locked those doors, too. Eventually, they left, but it was scary. Why is a seven-year-old home alone? Must have been, I'm hoping, a long time ago when that was, but that's terrible. That's way, that's way, way, way too, young. too young. 
Poor thing. I was house-sitting for my parents, who live in the actual middle of nowhere. The closest neighbor they have is about a mile away. My parents had taken their dogs with them on vacation to the beach, so it was eerie and silent. It was an eerie and silent house to be in. It was the kind of quiet that you wouldn't want to turn off the TV, or you would be faced with nothing but the eerie sound of your breath and footsteps. (laughs) On one completely pitch black night, void of any moon, I stepped on to the port or I stepped onto the back porch for a quick smoke before bed. As I reached the bottom of the steps, I pulled out a cigarette from the pack and fumbled with my lighter. As I flicked the wheel, the glow of the small flame briefly lit up my surroundings. In that split second of brief illumination, it became apparent I was not alone. In the few seconds it took my brain to process the dimly lit image, I realized that I had just momentarily seen some massive, brown-haired, four-legged beast eating from one of the dog's bowls by the steps leading from the porch into the house. Oh, my God. And I do mean massive. Twice the size of me, at least, covered in some dirty brown human-like hair. What? From front to back. I didn't make out its head, but I knew from the glimpse of its torso that is what something I've never seen in the wild. As I stood there in fear from what was standing not three feet away from me, unseen in the blackness of night, it lets out some kind of deep guttural grunt and plods off into the woods, shaking the porch as it runs away, leaving me scared and shaking in the pitch black dark with a still unlit cigarette hanging from my mouth. (laughs) Needless to say, I ran inside, turned on every light, and hid in the most interior room of the house, like any grown adult man would. (laughs) My brain couldn't process what it might be, but my imagination was filling in the blanks with whatever scary beast could be lurking out in the woods, just a few feet from my parents' back door, waiting to eat the shit out of me. (laughs) A couple weeks later, I finally found out there were some reports that some of those giant feral pigs had moved onto my parents' land. No giant scary monster thing, just some overgrown hairy pig looking for a meal. Holy shit, that is crazy. That would be creepy as fuck. I would, I would freak out. Yeah. I, I thought it was a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking bear oh. until they said, like, human-like yeah. hair. Ooh. Yeah. Creepy. I remember a while back when I was around 11 or 12 years old, I was looking for my Nintendo DS. I looked everywhere, under my... Dip- Under my bed, behind my pillows, on my shelves, in wardrobes, and even the side of my bed cover. I completely took off my bed covers, which were white, compared to my black DS, which would have been easily visible. I looked everywhere. I was pretty annoyed, and aloud I said, I can't believe I've lost it again. I then quickly went to the toilet. I was no longer than 60 seconds. I came back into my room and saw my DS opened right in the center of my bed. I was spooked to say the least. All I could muster was a timid thank you to whoever found my DS for me. Creepy. I was a caretaker at a ranch just outside of Yellowstone National Park. It was winter and my dog and I were the only two on the property. Overnight, there was a large snowstorm. I woke up at 5 a.m. to my dog barking and a knock on the front door. I woke startled and waiting for another knock before I got out of bed. My dog was now pacing and moaning. I stumbled to the door, opened it up, and no one was there. Not a single track in the snow leading to the house in the fresh 15 inch inches of powder. 
My nearest neighbor was two miles away. I went back to bed and did not think much about it. Later that morning, I woke and my dog and I went to town to work my other job as a ski technician. When I returned home later that night, my back door was open. Still, the only tracks to or from the house were mine and my pups. I searched the entire property and still no new tracks. Searching the house, I found the bed had been slept on in the guest bedroom. What? That bed had been made and neat for weeks. There was still an indentation of someone's head on the pillow. This was an old ranch, and I had heard rumors that a few people had died in this cabin I lived in. This is one of the few spooky encounters I had on this property. That is creepy. So what? A ghost comes, knocks on the door, and then goes away. And then later comes in. Takes a nap. And takes a nap. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Okay. (laughs) It's so weird. What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. Was in my grandmother's old house, and when I say old, I mean like 100 years old, playing in her room on the second story, sitting on her bed when all three of the doors in her room slammed shut at the same time. Mm -hmm. There were no windows open, no drafts. That was the only time it ever happened. I still refused to go in that house alone. (laughs) That's creepy, but the only time? What the fuck is that? So weird. I don't know. My dad loves to whistle, something I do a lot, too. When he comes home, I often know it because he mostly enters the house whistling. Anyway, I was alone in the house in my room. I can't remember where the rest of my family was, but I know I was waiting for my dad to arrive home from work first. I was doing something on the computer, and I heard whistling in the living room. I figured I just didn't hear the door opening. The whistling continued, and after a while, I got up to say hello. Yeah, nobody there. Door locked, gate locked. The whistling stopped when I was on my way from my room to the living room, though. Creepy. That is very creepy. I don't like it. When I was 15, I was home alone, and my doorbell rang. I asked who it was through the door, and a guy told me it was my pizza delivery. I told him I hadn't ordered a pizza, and he told me someone ordered one and paid for it and had it sent to me. I decided to open our peak window that was in the door, and as soon as I did, he slammed his hand over it so that I couldn't see him. I told him I didn't want the pizza and to go away, but he didn't. He walked around to the side of the house, and I could see a silhouette trying to get a look inside our windows. What the fuck? I quickly pulled all the curtains closed and yelled out that I was going to call the cops. He finally left. Get the fuck out of here. I saw a TikTok this week that it was just this girl. It was like, um, it looked like a video camera that was set up on someone's front porch. Mm -hmm. And she rings the doorbell and you can kind of see her communicating with someone like off camera. The guy opens the door and then she waves her hand and like these people bump, like rush Uh, into the house. So. Yeah, be careful who's freaking... I don't... Yeah, I'm not... I don't open my door unless I know the person. Yeah, I got a... I have a locked... Like a screen door I could open, but the other side I don't. Mm-mm. I'm not opening no doors to nobody. If I don't know you're coming over... Yeah. Then... Yeah, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Except the time when I heard that knock. And yeah, and you opened the, open the door. Just open the door. <laughs> 
So you never know how you're going to react in the oh actual Oh, my situation. God. Well, I won't do it again. Because, like I said, as soon as I open that door, I'm like, what the fuck am I yeah. doing? I hurried up and shut it real quick. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I was babysitting my little brother. I was 16 and he was four. And he would talk as he fell asleep. He had quite a few imaginary friends that he would sometimes tell goodnight before he went to sleep. One night he was talking and unlike normal, I heard something in the background of the baby monitor and went up to see if one of his toys had come on. When I get up there, nothing is out of the ordinary and he told me he was just talking to the old lady. Yeah. Didn't think any, anything of it because like I said, he had an active imagination a few months later, we were looking through some old family photo albums, and he pointed to a picture and said, That is the old lady that tells me goodnight. It was my great-grandmother who died when I was five. Holy shit. It chills. Yeah, I know. That's creepy. <laughs> Sweet, but <laughs> I used to play Dance Central often on my Xbox Connect. I was home alone one evening and decided to get some cardio in as an alternative to running on a dreadfully boring treadmill. So I turned on my Xbox and selected an upbeat song to dance to. As I was dancing alone in one-player mode, halfway through the song, the Xbox recognized a second player. <gasps> For those who've never seen or played the game, there is a box on the upper right corner which shows the outline of your silhouette to track movement. In that box, I saw a weird figure right next to me which quickly disappeared. After that, I turned off the TV and kind of stood there frozen in fear. <laughs> I really hope that was a glitch in the game or something because this has happened to my older cousin as well. Creepy. I don't that like is it. super creepy. Yeah. Ooh. And seriously just pops up and then disappears? Yeah. What is that? It's almost like those, um, what is it called? SLL? Some, I don't know. Something like that. Cameras where it shows the stick figures. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. Ugh. Couple things. One night when I was little, I was laying in my bed and my stuffed animals were being thrown at my face from across the bed. And another time, just mm -hmm. about two years ago, I was sleeping. I was sleeping the night in the next room while my parents were out of town. What? Wake, I don't know. Wake up, but can't move. Something is pulling me down into my bed. I fight it off. And next thing I hear is something running across the room. And the door slammed shut, and I mean loud as hell, slammed shut like someone was pissed. My parents' house is definitely haunted. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleeping over at a friend's house. We were both 10 at the time. Her parents worked night jobs, so we were the only ones at the house. I lived next door at the time, so neither of our parents worried about us being alone, as my mother would regularly check up on us. Anyway, we were watching movies late into the night in the basement of her house when we heard a weird noise upstairs. We crept up the stairs and noticed a shadow standing outside the sliding glass door. We froze, heard a loud smash, and suddenly couldn't see the figure anymore because the door had been cracked all over and distorted whatever we were seeing. At this point, we started screaming, and I guess whoever had been trying to break in didn't realize there was someone home, as they never did anything else to try to get in. I'm assuming they just took off running, though we technically didn't see it happen. My mom ran over to see what all the ruckus was about and called the cops when we managed to explain to her what had happened. So they broke the back went, uh, door? I guess. Holy shit. That's what it sounds like. I was home alone one... 
sounded like a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> I was home alone one night while my parents were out, and it was sometime between 2 and 4 in the morning when I finally decided to go to sleep. I remember feeling very off that night, maybe just because I always find it eerie to be the only person in the house, especially at night, but I shrugged the feeling off and checked the doors to make sure they were locked, turned the lights off, and did some quick cleaning. While I was doing this, my dog and cat were acting pretty strange. My dog seemed really on edge about something and hid in the garage, and my cat was frantically running around the house as if he kept seeing some sort of threat until he ran upstairs where I found him hiding under my bed later that night. I thought their behaviors were kind of unsettling, but I didn't think much of it because my pets always do weird things like that. So after I finished cleaning up downstairs, I turned off all the lights and had literally just gone up the first step of the stairs. Before I could take another step, I heard an unusually loud bang in the kitchen. I say unusually because I've had spooks similar to this where things have just randomly fallen down. Something, something, I don't know. It usually just made a soft thud. I stood on the stairs for a couple seconds debating whether I should say fuck it and go to bed since I was already creeped out or go check what fell. After convincing myself that it was stupid to think it was anything paranormal, I slowly turned the lights back on and went into the kitchen. I looked around, opened some cupboards, checked the floor of the counter, just looking for whatever it was that fell. Nothing. I looked for a good ten minutes and nothing fell down or got knocked over. I know that I wasn't hearing things, though. Okay, that was my last one. Alrighty. I am actually also continuing my stories from, I believe, last week. Just unexplained things. When I was 13 or so, I was visiting some friends in Missouri. Three of us were hanging out, and my friend's parents left to run some errands. They were gone for an hour or so, and we decided to sit in a large walk-in closet and play with a Ouija board. It started off norm with normal silly questions, but then we asked the spirit where they were, and they said, I am here. At that point, we heard the floorboards creak outside the closet and could see shadows blocking the light coming in, <laughs> like two feet were standing right in front of the door. After a few minutes, the feet stepped away and were gone. No one else was in the house. My friend's parents came home an hour or two later and swore they hadn't stopped home mid-errands, so who was at the door? Yeah. Babies. Don't want to know. Nope. Next one, when I was about eight or nine, my family went on holiday to visit my aunt on my mom's side. My birthday had passed while we were there, so my aunt took me to a jeweler and bought me a gold ring with a flower on it and a light green stone in the middle. Well, a few, few weeks later, I was messing about with it and got it stuck between the two, between my front two teeth. Stupid, I know. <laughs> They had to cut it out to get it out, so it was all bent and now sliced in half. I lost it soon after and never really thought anything of it. Fast forward three years and my grand passed away and was buried in the local cemetery. One day my aunt on my dad's side had mentioned that she found a small gold children's ring sitting on top of grand's grave, so she sat it on top of her headstone in case someone had dropped it. When I went to visit the following week, the ring was still there. She picked it up and handed it to me. It was my ring. It wasn't cut in half like it was supposed to be, but you could see the exact part when I had bent it trying to remove it from my teeth years ago. I took it home to my mom and she was sure she had thrown it out years prior, 
I still have it and still have no idea how it got there or why. Crazy. What the fuck? It's weird. What happened? I, yeah. Was that her ring? Like, that makes me think that it actually wasn't that ring, but somehow... The universe had brought back the a ring. The exact same kind of ring. I don't... The, that's more plausible to me than it being magically back together. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the uh, best of two evils? Is that what it's called? <laughs> uh, when I was about seven, my family relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina. We were staying at a hotel while my, while my parents looked for a house in the area. Every night we were there, I had a very intense dream about a girl who could never remember... Oh, but I could never remember the details. I just knew that she was bad news and had something to do with Charlotte. Her face was clear. I can still see it in my head. Anyway, I spent a few, the next few weeks trying to dissuade my family from moving to Charlotte to avoid the girl. Thankfully, we ended up moving to a small town outside of the city, which was a relief, because that meant I only had to worry about her if we took a trip into town. A couple of days after moving in, the lady across the street came to introduce herself. Her daughter was with her, and that was the girl from my dreams. Her name was Charlotte. Ooh. Why was she bad news? What was going on? I don't know. Weird. Next one, a few years ago, my aunt passed away. After the memorial service, my family and I all went to my uncle's, her brother's house for a little gathering. Some snacks were served, including one of those veggie trays with a dip in the middle. A few of us were in the kitchen and we all witnessed the veggie tray getting open and then being left alone, all the veggies away from the dip. Everyone went back to the living room and when a couple people went back to the kitchen later, a single carrot was suddenly sitting right in the middle of the dip. My aunt who had passed away was well known in the family for always doing this exact thing with the veggie trays any time we had one. Literally, no one had ever left the room, and everyone was sitting close together. It, it's a small room, so it wouldn't. It would have been completely impossible for someone to get up and leave the room without being noticed. There was absolutely no way one of us could have snuck the carrot into the dip. <laughs> <laughs> my adult daughter and I were in the front seats of my car in the parking lot at a Sam's Club in the middle of winter. I took off my gloves and sat them beside me while I made sure I had my grocery list. When I went to put my gloves back on, one of the gloves was not there. My daughter and I searched everywhere in the car, checked the ground underneath, checked our purses, everything. The glove was gone. I even checked the lost and found in the store the next time I was there. Nothing. A couple months later, I was visiting my sister a few towns over and she told me she cleaned out the junk drawer in her kitchen and found one of my gloves. What the fuck? It was the glove I had lost in the car. I looked at that glove like I was seeing a ghost. <laughs> we still have no idea how my glove traveled all the way from my car to her house. So, in the beginning, did it say did she have the gloves on? Yes, she had both the gloves on. She took them off and set oh them my beside gosh. her while <sighs> she made sure she had her grocery list. Okay, I want to know if someone was driving down the highway and a glove was floating <laughs> next to their car down to her I don't think house. so, because with all these stories, there'd be shit there, floating yeah. around everywhere. Yeah. It has to disappear and reappear Shut somewhere the fuck up. else. Shut the fuck up. That's insane. <laughs> okay. My husband and I got a rescue cat who spent most of her days exploring outside, but we brought her in at night. 
We were getting ready for bed one night, and I made sure all windows were closed, both front and back doors were locked, and and that the cat flap on the doors locked both ways before I headed upstairs for the night. I know the cat door was locked because I pushed it a few times to confirm, as I did every night. Our cat had been in all evening and was at the foot of our bed, as usual, when we went to sleep. I was awoken at 3.45 a.m. to the sound of scratching and assumed it was her trying to get out of the cat flap. I went downstairs to tell her no and to shut the utility door so she didn't have access to the flap, but she wasn't there. I turned on all the lights downstairs and searched, but I couldn't find her anywhere. I pushed on that cat flap, confirming it was still locked. I checked the downstairs and upstairs windows, all shut. I went back upstairs and looked out of our bedroom window to see the other side of the cat flap outside, and there she was outside the house, meowing to be let in. I let her in and spent the next 10 minutes pushing and trying to get my fingers under the cat flap to see if she could have opened it, but it was definitely locked tight and not broken. I have no idea how she got out. My husband didn't get up in the night, nor did I, and we definitely saw her at 11 p.m. when we went to sleep. I'm genuinely baffled. She's the only ginger cat in our area and is distinctive in her markings and meows, so it's definitely ours I let in. So confused, either glitch in the matrix or our cat has learned to teleport without telling us or a ghost letter yeah maybe uh when my sister and i were in primary school my mom worked late on wednesday and thursday afternoons very vividly i remember on wednesdays we would go to my cousin's house until she was able to pick us up which my mother confirmed as being true However, I also remember being picked up by this younger mom who had a child my sister's age whose house we would stay at on Thursdays until mom could pick us up. Me and my sister both vividly remember this, The mom said, but mom said it never happened. This girl's mom was so nice, and she also had an older sister who was about 16 at the time, and I remember her being moody. I remember their steep driveway and how we used to go ride down it on our bums on a skateboard. I told my mom about this, hoping to jolt a memory, but got nothing. There's no connection to it being anyone else we could have hung out with either. That's weird. Two years ago, I experienced a glitch in the Matrix. I went to work for my shift at the local pizzeria wearing the same silver stacking rings I always wore. Three of them were those midi rings, two on my finger, on my ring finger, and one on my middle finger. I know for a fact I had them on when I got to work because I had just gotten my nails done and someone complimented my nails and rings. While doing dishes at work, I lost the midi ring for my middle finger, looked in the sink and in the drain, but couldn't find it anywhere. I asked my coworkers to watch for it in case it turned up, but I essentially lost all hope of finding it. The next morning, the missing ring was hanging from the tip of my thumb. It was too small to fit, so it definitely couldn't have ended up there accidentally, because it was hardly on my finger to begin with. I was absolutely baffled and returned the ring to my correct finger. Two hours later, I was filling a glass of water at my sink, and I swear the lost slash found ring jumped off my finger and went straight down the sink drain. It was like the universe realized it had, returned incor- it had been returned incorrectly and promptly fixed it. Yeah, that's creepy. It was really creepy. How does a ring jump? Don't. <laughs> How do things disappear and reappear in different areas? I know. Oh, my gosh. 
Next one, I had just started dating this guy who had recently bought a charming 100-year-old house. I stayed over one night and had a bizarre dream where I needed his help and tried to find him but couldn't. It was in the middle of the night still when I woke up from the dream. I blinked my eyes open only to see my boyfriend staring back at me. After a few seconds, I asked, are you looking at me? He bizarrely waved his hand in front of my face, then jumped out of bed, threw on the lights, and dashed downstairs. He returned several minutes later, and I was totally freaked out. When I asked what that was about, he assured me it was nothing, that he thought he had left a downstairs window unlocked. We left it at that and went back to bed. The next morning, I asked him again what all that had been about. He told me he had a dream that I needed help and he was searching for me but couldn't find me. He woke up from the dream and saw me sleeping, but there were glowing red eyes, or red lights around my eyes. Seconds later, I woke up, the glowing orbs disappeared, and my memory of the night begins. He said he ran downstairs because he was so freaked out that he panicked. I didn't sleep in his house for at least a month after that. I did end up marrying him, though, and even 10 years later, we can't explain it. Needless to say, we live in a different house now. That's weird. Yeah. That is weird. I think him acting like that, it was the scariest I part. Know. I know. He was freaked out. Yeah. yeah. One night about four summers ago, I picked up my little sister, her friend, and my cousin from a bowling alley that we frequented. Frequented. I was driving back home with them and turned into this neighborhood that I knew was a straight line to my house. Somehow, it ended up making us take turn after turn with no exit, and it seemed to never end. We started getting nervous and a little freaked out because there's no way this was possible. We had taken this road many times before, and it always took around 10 minutes to get to my house from the bowling alley. We weren't going in circles because we never saw anything familiar on this road. Finally, we saw an exit. We checked the time on our phones. We had been on this road for two hours. We were all completely silent on the way back to the house. We somehow lost two hours of our day when it only seemed to take minutes. Ew, that's weird. Yeah. Next one, this happened over 40 years ago. One day I was reading a book waiting for the cookies I'd been baking to be done and for the kids to come home from school. Suddenly, I looked up from the book and saw a movie playing on my kitchen wall. It was lighter in color than the wall and had rounded corners just like an old projected movie. In it, a woman was rushing past a wall with whitish stones that were about seven feet tall and took three of her strides to traverse. She had a gem suspended in the middle of her forehead on a slender chain. Her darkish ear-length hair stuck out more at her ears than the top like a triangle. She was clad in soft one in a soft one-shouldered blue dress, wore a bracelet on her upper arm, and had brown sandals that curved upward at the toe. She was frightened and in a great hurry, but not quite running. I suddenly had the strongest sense that the woman was me. I have to see how my friends are. I have to see if my friends are, are all right. Was immediately playing in my head over and over. At that second, I found myself standing across the room with the phone in my hand, intending to call my friends to see if they were okay. I went to dial a number and then realized that I didn't know who in particular I was calling. I spun around to look at the wall, saw the movie was still playing, and in less than a second, it vanished completely. I can't help but feel as though this movie was replaying something out of a very distant past. I will never forget it. That's weird. Yeah. That is weird. I also wanted to say sorry because I forgot the intro. 
last week. Oh. It sounded really <laughs> fucking weird when you turned it on. So sorry about that. But those are mine for the week. All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. I did funny tweets. Okay. I hope my friends don't find out I own a jacket, middle schoolers. <laughs> yeah. When my daughter was seven years old, she once interrupted a bedtime story to tell me, in a pie-eating contest, it doesn't matter if you win or lose because you get to eat pie. I think about that a lot. That's right. <laughs> smart, smart kid. Every time I think I'm child-proofing by putting something out of reach, my toddler is just like, level up. Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) My five-year-old asked me if Susanna is a country. I told her no. I told her it's a name. She asked if it's a name for goats. I really don't know where this conversation is going. (laughs) Sure, you can name a goat, Susanna. (laughs) My five-year-old told me that the baby was really annoying him, and I assured him that they get more annoying as they get older. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Best 20 minutes of my day are when my toddler has pooped but wants to try and keep it a secret so I won't change his diaper and suddenly is able to play quietly by himself without me. (laughs) We just got home and my four-year-old just tossed his backpack and cup down on the floor, flopped on the couch, turned on Bluey and said, Phew, what a day. Same little buddy, same. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) My wife was telling me how happy she is that the baby likes her food, so I pointed out that he also likes to eat envelopes, and now she's mad at me for some reason. (laughs) If you are a mom, it means sometimes you feel bad about throwing away sticks. This is your life now. (laughs) That's true. Or you feel bad about throwing out the dandelions. Oh, yeah. The weeds. Broken toys. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) My four-year-old said a ghost doesn't have a butt. They have a booty. So looks like he's getting a jump on everyone else with his Halloween joke material. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I took a picture of a kid's chest x-ray to show the family. He had pneumonia. I showed the kid and he gasped. Then in an awestruck voice, he said, I have a skeleton. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did he think everyone was lying to him? One of your very own. (laughs) What ages does the sticky, crusty food particles all over the fridge door handles stop? Because it's not 13, 9, and 7. (laughs) I'm going to go with never. Yeah. Told my toddler she can't say fuck anymore, so now she says, what the coca melon? And honestly, that should catch on. <laughs> I like it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Why would you have to tell your toddler to stop saying fuck? Oh, great parenting, I'm guessing. Grew up listening to Indian mythology, stories full of demons, death, and destruction, and here I'm protecting my seven-year-old from Peppa Pig. I've never watched Peppa Pig. I haven't either. I've seen it. I know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know what it looks like, but that's about it. 
I'm excited. I excitedly told my kids they were getting cold leftover pizza in their lunch boxes, and the look of disgust on their faces told me I had failed at parenting somewhere along the way. <laughs> That's usually that would have been a good thing, I would think. I, I'm I'm assuming like if anybody else gave them cold pizza, it would be great. Oh, but if their mom does it, no. Oh. My kid said her friend's mom is having surgery because her boobs are too big for her because her boobs are too big for her back. So I will now only be accepting kid explanations for medical procedures. <laughs> that is pretty great. <laughs> My 5-year-old thinks that vaginas are better than penises because vagina rhymes with more words. This is not how I expected this conversation to go. <laughs> now that my baby knows how to say no, it's over for you bitches. It's me. I'm you bitches. <laughs> yeah. Kids be like, we interrupt your sleep to bring you this important message. My blanket fell off. <laughs> Nothing about parenting has prepared me for the moment my five-year-old said his favorite song was Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> <laughs> my teen just let me know he's never speaking to me again. Strangely enough, though, a blocked number keeps texting that to ask what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Who could this be? <laughs> Being a parent is wild because sometimes your kid has an insane idea like, let's move to Australia and rescue koalas, and you'll be like, yes. <laughs> you know you're getting old when your kids start referring to every old person they know as about your age. Oh, shit. <laughs> and that's all I have. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Send in your stories, schoolsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.